It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Well, here we are. We're not 2-0, but the sun did come up this morning. <laughs> the Browns are in first place. Hey, look, I'm just trying to find they're a silver lining. They're not in they're first not place. Baltimore is. Oh, you're right. Browns are in third place. Yeah. Well, they're tied for third place. No, no, no they're in they, third place. They, Steelers the win today. The Steelers have finished second. The Browns have finished well, third. Well, I mean... They that do have fact. another game with the Steelers. That is an undeniable fact. The, ste- the, well, the season won't end today. I know, but if That's it did. That's an undeniable fact. Yes, but so is that they would be third. But it doesn't matter because, Jay, the season is not over. Not even Despite close. how ugly it was, people overreacted to the win in week one. They've overreacted to the loss <laughs> here in week two. But I will say this. If you're, imba- if you're defending Deshaun Watson today, you are flat-out embarrassing yourselves, okay? <laughs> we gave him a six-game pass for last year. I didn't. Six games. Completely ridiculous. Nobody should take six games, but I was willing to give him a six-game pass. Last week, we gave him the weather pass. Last week, he got the weather pass. He did. What's the excuse now? Are we going to blame the tackles? Yeah. Jed- Jedrick Will sucks. Jason, who I respect more than any member of the print media... And that is a fact. Uh, is completely out of his mind thinking <laughs> Jed Wills is an average player. And so is anybody else. The guy stinks. He can't play. However, uh, it's, it's bottom line. Deshaun Watson, by far, takes the most blame for this loss. Want to blame the coach a little? Fine. Want to blame that clown Donovan Peoples-Jones who can't catch a punt? Fine. Not only did Deshaun Watson guys play like crap in this game, absolute crap. I don't want to hear any excuses. We may, I made no excuses for Baker. I made no excuses for every other scrub they've had here. I'm not giving up on Watson, but there's no excuses for, for yesterday. He com- Even worse than his play was that he completely lost his composure. For a quarterback to get called for two personal fouls is insane, and he deserved them both. And let me tell you something else. He's lucky he didn't get kicked out of the game. He pushed an official. Are you out of your mind? You're a quarterback, for crying out loud. You've got to maintain your composure at all costs. That's ridiculous. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> Tyvis. Uh, see, man, I got I to gotta do it for G because he ain't here today. Uh, you know, he'd be play sick, calling. sick, by the way. Talking about play calling. He'd be sitting here like G's, this. G's got Brown's flu. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I, don't, I, I do too. I don't blame him. No, honestly, you know, I've had time to, you know, just sit with it and get my mind right in. When I look at this game, when I looked at it last night, I thought the positives was that the defense was unbelievable. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. The defense is going the way that defense plays, if they continue to play like that, that will keep the Browns season alive. They'll keep the Browns able to win games because you're talking about giving up what 13 points as a defense. The Browns could easily score 14. They ended up scoring 22. They should have won that game. The offense, y'all got to figure something out. I mean, yes, Nick Chubb was a big part. And before the season, we people sat there and actually asked, 
if we should get rid of Nick Chubb and just go to this air raid and the, the, the <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Definitively, the answer is absolutely not. You know, it's not there yet. And yes, the tackles play a huge part of it. Dewan Jones, I thought, you know, started off. You know, he had a tough he had a tough big boy job of guarding T.J. White. And T.J. White is one of the best. He really single-handedly kind of won them that game last night. But the, he did? The, I thought it was Highsmith that did. I mean, together, they both they scored. Did. I mean, both the of them scored. Of them. The two of them. They yeah, but it was Highsmith that caused the fumble. Watch picked up the loose okay. ball. Okay. You know. Watt, sure. Watt made big play after big play after big yeah, play. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. They, both of them. The tackles got to play better. The yeah. tackles can really – Hurt this whole season, and the thing I'm interested because the Browns y'all move very, very courageous this off season. I mean, y'all, if anything was a problem, y'all addressed it. You know, you you got rid of the kicker, you got a whole new defensive front in there, you got a new defensive coordinator, a new special teams coordinator. I'm very interested to see, like, all right, now at what point are you gonna say the tackle is the biggest concern to me? Like, I mean, come on now, y'all really about to jeopardize the rest of y'all season? Because y'all drafted this guy. Like, he's not getting it done. So, either Kevin Stefanski got to come up with a whole new game plan. But it's hard. It's, I'm not going to say it's hard to get a look on Deshaun Watson. But it is difficult for a quarterback to get a drop back and have to move his feet every single time. Because the guy's in the backfield. So, that muddies it up. But Deshaun Watson flat out did not make the plays that he needed to make. Um, I'm with Bull on this one. He's 100% right. You know, we've given him pass after pass. I'm not giving up on him either. But what I'm saying is, now that Nick Chubb is gone, that's a, that safety blanket is scary because that was the one consistent thing that every Browns fan depended on on offense. We knew when in doubt, get that ball to Nick Chubb, and I don't care if the line is playing good or playing bad. That man is going to find a way to get a crease and make something happen. And now that you don't have that spark anymore on offense, it's all the on, it's up to number four to figure something out. And, and the way he's been playing is scary because you're right. We gave him the weather excuse. This one, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You missed some throws. As a leader, you definitely lost your cool a couple of times. You had two personal foul face masks. And I get it. And sometimes you, you, st- you throw the stiff arm and you got the tendency to grab. But the one, the first one, you kind of twisted it in a little thing. It was a little extra stuff that you did. So, listen, it's solely on you. The, the season will ride or die with the way you play. That's right. And you don't have your safety blanket, Nick Chubb. Even Amari Cooper was questionable. He had a groin injury just two days ago, and he looked phenomenal. He, he, did. he didn't have not no excuse in the world, and he had every excuse to not look good, and he still stepped up and performed and made plays. Why can't you do the same thing? You got to figure it out. You and Kevin Stefanski, y'all got together this whole offseason, talked about it's a brand new playbook. It's an explosive offense. And us Browns fans is waiting to see that. So y'all got to figure something out. Because to me, this loss was as bad as the Jets lost last year. I know it was a whole debacle in the fourth quarter, but this one right here was a winnable game. The game was won, and y'all found a way to give this game away by throwing a pick six and by fumbling the ball. At worst, as a quarterback, at worst. You can miss every throw for the whole game, but at worst, take care of the football. You do that, you somehow still win this game. So I put it all solely on the quarterback play and on the offense. Uh, my first comment is close to yours. It's never as good as it looks. So the Cincinnati win wasn't it, we're, we're, clearly they're not as good as that looked. And oftentimes I would say it's never as bad as it looks. In this case, with the addition of the Chubb injury on top of the loss, it might not be as bad as it looks, but it's very close. Uh, my fear, Nick Chubb will never carry a football for the Browns again. 
That is a very real possibility. I agree. Um, without trying to diagnose what his injury is, we, you saw it. Everybody saw it. Uh, it was a knee explosion. Um, he had a similar injury in Georgia. I don't think he tore his ACL in that injury. He tore the MCL, the PCL, and the LCL. That he feared that he was never going to play, play again? By the way, doc, for, they're, they're doctor, there are doctors that will tell you after that you won't. Yeah. Jay, for, what, for whatever it's worth, my, I forgot to mention this, my physical, I saw my physical therapist this morning because I go every Tuesday morning. Yeah. And again, he's watching the game. He's sure. not actually looking at Nick Chubb. But he says there's no chance he didn't tear at least two ligaments, minimum. I would say two I, I would be surprised if anything is intact. Yeah, yeah. Mm. To me, it looked like a, a complete knee dislocation. Yeah. It looked like Willis McGahee. Right? Uh, it did. It, it really did. did. And that's exactly what it looked uh, like. I've talked about on this show how I've torn three ACLs, but the first time I tore it, I tore everything. It was a complete knee dislocation. I needed microfracture surgery. I tore the ACL, the MCL, and the PCL. Dang, the Jay. doctor, my surgeon, actually told me essentially what's keeping my the bottom half of my leg on my body was my skin. Oh, God. Everything that could be torn in the knee yeah. was completely torn. Ugh, really? I have never felt like the same human being since that point. But yet, I've torn the ACL subsequently twice post-surgery after the first injury. My doctor said, I ask all the people that tear everything, what, what was the sensation? It felt like I put my leg on a railroad track and a train ran over it. It was obviously the most excruciating pain I'd ever been in until it went numb. And when it went numb, I was actually in shock. Yeah, sure. And everybody around me was saying, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. How did this Because I stopped stopped feeling it anymore. When you stop, and, and I think Nick went through that. You heard the two screams. I said immediately when I heard the first scream, I said, I know what that scream is. I know exactly what that scream is. I hadn't seen the replay yet. I didn't really know at real speed how bad right. it was. You didn't realize it. You no, I did. I seen oh, it. I, I seen I knew it. it was I seen bad, his but leg, I, and I was like, "Yeah, I didn't." I see thought that I was the... like, "Man, maybe not." Yeah. But then when he didn't get up, I said, "No, it was what I thought I saw." Yeah, yeah it's um, it's devastating. Uh, I want to start this morning by saying, uh, it, the pain that we feel, the pain that the fan base feels. I was gutted. I almost didn't want to watch the rest of the game. It was hard. It was one of the only bad. times the Browns have scored a go-ahead touchdown that I didn't cheer. I was still in shock from watching what I saw. And as much as it hurts us, just imagine what Nick Chubb is going through this morning, knowing that he may never carry a football again. The one thing that he's done his whole life that he loves more than anything else, he may never do that again. So the loss that we're feeling over an L in the column is we have to, sometimes we forget the human side of this game. Nick is an incredible human being. For anyone that's ever met him, talked to him, come across his path, you know what he is. He's humble. He's hardworking. He's a champion. and He's the ultimate team player. He it, Ultimate. Nick, I think Kevin Stefanski has yeah. said he's the best team player I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. And he never complains. He is the model of what all pro athletes should be. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, my biggest fear was that we're going to have to watch this guy put on a gold jacket one day the way we had to watch Joe, in that he never had any team success. He was a great individual player, and despite his greatness, there weren't enough around him to elevate the team to the level that we all wanted him to go to. So that, I wanted to get that off my chest first. Nick, we're thinking about you. Uh, this is this is uh, 
not the end of the world. It might, it might be the end of your Browns career. It might be the end of your football career, but uh, you're a young man with all kinds of gifts, and it's not the end of the world. Things we learn. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. They have less talent. There isn't an expert that I talked to in the last 24 hours yeah. that told me they would take Pittsburgh's talent <laughs> over our talent. To a man, everybody I talked to, Pittsburgh is the inferior team. What we learned last night is games aren't played on paper. (laughs) You've got to have playmakers. And what we saw last night out of the Pittsburgh defense was that they just simply wanted it more than the Browns defense. They stepped up and made big plays when they needed it. They scored two touchdowns. It's mind-boggling. Pittsburgh did not have the ball deeper than the 31-yard line at any point in the game. Now, they had, a, yeah. they had a run that went through the red zone on the 71-yard touchdown catch, but they never moved the ball past the 31-yard line. They lost seven yards in the entire fourth quarter, yet came from behind to win. They did that because the Browns' offense is absolutely done. Abysmal. I don't see how they pick up the pieces and move forward from here. They were, from the moment, now I know there was a shock factor. We were shocked and awed at home. Imagine what the players that know and love Nick Chubb were feeling in that huddle. So I'll give them a little bit of slack. But what we learned was, when you make a team one-dimensional, half the battle is won. I don't think we learned that at all. Jerome Ford played great the second. Jerome Ford had one terrific run. And he which played he great back. the fourth quarter. His, late in the game. Outside of the long touchdown run, I believe he had 30, 32 yards. Yeah, but... I, I can't say outside. Jerome Ford played great. He had one great run, yes. But I can't... I, I'm not ready to say, we're going to be fine in the running also, situation. Also, because I, we're not. Also, Jay, I think it's unfair to say the Steelers' defense wanted it more. That's not fair. The Browns' defense played great. They played just as well, if not better, than the Pittsburgh so, defense. So, again, there's a difference wanted of opinions, Bull. You have your opinion. Yeah. I have my opinion. And what I saw last night yeah. from the Steelers' defense, every single time they took a shot at T.J. Watt's face, he had the same expression on his face. He was about to take what you have. He didn't make the game-winning play. Alex Highsmith made the game-winning play. He got lucky that the ball bounced to him. How Let's, many? What, what was his box score? Read me his notable stats for TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Watt had four tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, a pass defended, four quarterback hits, and a touchdown. Miles Garrett, according to the box score, had one tackle and one quarterback hit. Okay. Well, I'm not, I didn't say he played better. He didn't what play I'm better saying than is, Garrett. Bull, I'm, yeah. I, there's, no, there's no way that we could – there's no stat to measure effort. you got to do that with your eyes. Yeah, I thought the Browns' effort defensively was just as good Listen, as not better than the Steelers. the effort by the Browns' defense was phenomenal. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. What was lacking, though, and this is what wins divisional games, was the big play. They had an interception, which they took over on the 19-yard line. You know what they did on offense? Pass, 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 well, how missed field goal. Nah, how would you do defense, play the defense yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying here is... Yeah. The defense of the Steelers knew, as we did watching at home. I yeah. said at the start that of the fourth quarter, score. the only way the Browns lose this game is if the Steelers' defense scores because their offense is not scoring. That was okay. obvious to me. The defense knew, and by the way, to rub insult into injury, this offense that we couldn't wait to see. <laughs> Everybody was like, wait until you see this. We're going to pull the blanket off of this offense, and everybody in the room is going to lose their breath for 15 seconds. T.J. Watt said after the game, we knew exactly what play they were running. 
on the strip sack fumble. That's just a kind he of said, thing to say. He said, we knew <laughs> exactly. But if you look at the way it was defended, kind of thing to say. they sure played it like they knew exactly what know. was coming. I mean, to me, I just saw a well, Steelers uh, well, defense Jay, Jay, that's not as good as the Browns defense Jay, that me, just made the big plays and willed their team to victory. So I you, don't know that we know whose defense is better yet. I still I, take the Browns defense, no question Jay, to me. Listen. Tyvis, which defense are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the Browns defense all right day. Now. Every yeah, day. I, T.J. Watt is the only T.J. Watt is he's, an he's special. And we know that the man is an. But animal. I don't think the Steelers defense played any better than the Browns. They just got. I don't. They, they just got, they no, just got two I, touchdowns. I didn't say they did. I, would, I said they made the big play. I would and say. And it seemed to me that they had greater desire. To be honest with you, I would say, and I, I'm, I swear, McNuggets, I'm gonna let you get this read, but I would say that you said that you think that the. They, they knew what they were doing. I didn't say that. T.J. Watt, Watt said he knew he, it. His words were, we knew exactly what was coming. If my if I'm beating their tackles every play, yeah. I don't care what. There's nothing you can do. No, but <laughs> I, remember, I remember when the Buccaneers beat the Eagles, or excuse me, in the, the, Raid, uh, the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was funny because talking to all of the Tampa Bay defenders after the game, they all said the biggest surprise to us was Bill Callahan didn't change John Gruden's verbiage to the offense. Can, can you imagine that? Hmm. Callahan took over for the Raiders after John left Tampa or Oakland and went to Tampa. Yeah. So Derek Brooks, Rodney Barber, Warren Sapp, <laughs> they all said the same thing. They said he was at the line. Rich Gannon was at the line calling out their, their play calls, and they're looking around like, we know what that is. Mm-hmm. That's our verbiage. But what I'm saying and is. And so, so they said after the game, when you know what's coming, yeah, but that's not the home. same thing here. What I'm saying, no, it's not the same thing here. But yeah. for T.J. Watt to say, without going deeper into specifics, we, on that play, we knew exactly what was coming. Oh, on that play, like okay. Yeah. Now look, there's obviously there's a myriad of plays you can run. I'm guessing that from the formation, from what they saw, that's how they knew. They they didn't know before the play was called. You can't. But when they saw everybody line up, TJ said, we've got it. We know, we know what this is, and we know how to beat it. And they did it. And to me, and McNuggets, this is my last point, this offense that was billed as wait until you see it is we still, boring. We're still trying to see it. It's vanilla. I don't know what Kevin Stefanski has over the Cincinnati Bengals. Outside of that, he's, what, six games under five hundred for his career? There was one. Hey, we got to see more. It's been one. You know, well, I've seen enough of the coach. I've seen enough of that. I mean, I've got, I've got three it's been seasons. a different quarterback every year. Yeah, but I, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. <laughs> to know what? To that know. We're blaming him for this? To know that. How our, come last week nobody's. Bull, you, you didn't wait, say anything about wait, that. Wait, answer, you asked me a question. Uh, let's just go to wait, my I No, say, wait, wait, wait. I want to answer Bull's question. Bulls, I've seen enough yeah. to know this. He's not the offensive coordinator for this team. He's just not. He could be the head coach. That's pointless. It is what it is. We got to get a a fast read here. We're going to go topic by topic through what happened last night, and we're going to spend some more time on Stefanski, the offense as a whole. I do want to say thank you to everyone who tuned into the postgame show last (laughs) night. We didn't start till just before midnight. We went till 1 a.m. We've been here since 6 a.m. turning out graphics, but we had over 3,000 people watching at once. It was the most watched postgame show on the Internet in the Cleveland uh, market. So we appreciate you guys. And it feels weird. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Kind of talking about anything right now, as Jay alluded to, after the Nick Chubb injury. I tweeted out yesterday after the game, or after the injury, that for about an hour and a half, I feel like I was just going through the motions of watching the football game and nothing was actually real. We've got to get over this already. Let's, let's stop whining about You're it. You're not a Browns fan. It so, so be quiet here. So, bull, bull, why? bull. I'm going to tell you why. Because you I'm can't sit tell in the you why. Me. I, was, I was sad too when it happened, Jay. Bull, bull. Yeah. You can't speak for Browns fans on this. I'm you can't for say me. at. 11 so what do you want to do? You want to, you're giving up on the season? No! I even said well, you're whining and crying about over. the offense sucks and this Bull. sucks. Last week you're going Super Bowl, Bull. going buys. Bull. This week it's over. Bull. If we don't do you're that. You're too overreactionary. Bull. If we don't do that, why do we have a job? <laughs> We're here to talk about what happened. And part We're of talking. that is the emotion of what happened. I, and for you to say in 11-19, after one of the most devastating losses this team has had, yeah. to say, get over it already! I'm not saying get over the loss. Bro, bull. I, I get over, I'm saying, my point is, we can't, it sucks that Nick Chubb got hurt. Yes, but it does. But if we wallow in the crying and the sadness, we can't, bull. We're gonna, we're gonna, it just feels bull, like he's giving up on the season. Wait, wait a minute, Dude, wait a minute. We're fanatic. I know. Wait, wait a minute. It was sad last night. I feel like we got to just, <laughs> This is what it is. Yeah. This is this is how you got to look at it, okay? <laughs> Boy, everybody's different. So for you, it might be easy to be like, you know what? Let's just flip the page. For me, as an athlete. I was over the Bengals turn, lost turn by 11-19 the, the next turn day. Turn the page. I didn't care next, anymore. But you, it, you can't you're tell. You're missing the point. You can't tell people how to, how to handle their I'm talking feelings. to myself. But <laughs> fine. Here's my point. To me, as a fan, it was the third most sad feeling I had about an injury in my life. Mm-hmm. Third, for a team I don't even root for, okay? Who was, who was first and second? It was when Tim Crumry in the Super Bowl, this is long before yeah, I'm about you died, to say, I don't even know who that in is. the early 80s, when, he, when his ankle was spinning around Awful like injury, this. awful. And then Carson Potter. And it was like early in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 killed him. He was Just, their best player on defense. Same thing, the Bengals were gutted yeah. after the injury. And then Carson Palmer getting his knee blown out in the playoffs against the Steelers. You know what I was surprised but I, by? This, in the regular season, I am, I'm telling you, Cubs, Bengals, this is the most upset I was about an injury last night. And I was upset all night. And I felt the same way you guys did. And I don't care who doesn't believe me. I was bummed. I wasn't into the game. Blah, blah. And now I woke up this morning and I'm like, all right, I got to pep everybody up. Let's go. That's where I'm coming yeah, from Yeah, but here. Bull, I'll tell you, there are certain times when... Well, you just want to wallow in the sadness. It's right. as, as a fan, it's so... There, you know the stages it. of grief? All right, I hear you. And the therapy that you have to go through? I hear you. We will be fine. This fan base is as resilient a fan base as there is in the world. How do I know that? Because no fan base has been beat up more. But here's what I'll say about about this whole thing. When it happened, the initial feeling was, oh, my God, I don't know how we reach our season's goals. Then we were like, okay, that's macro. You got, you'll address that down the road. Yeah. And, they'll, and we're going to talk about that. Maybe they'll get Jonathan Taylor. I imagine they've already called Kareem Hunt. I imagine they are in the process right now of yeah. making it so we can put that behind us. 
Yeah. It's kind of early for me. I fair. Uh, that's fair. And, uh, and, I, and I, I apologize for jumping on you, but no, in the moment, right. I'm like, I, I, I'm not I over you. it yet. My my attitude is, I want to cheer everybody up on that. And I get that, and, and I applaud you for make that. Make you feel like it's not the season. And I applaud over, you. But for I get that. it. You're right. It, it's a devastating injury. We all love Nick Chubb. And I think more sucks. personally. Yes. More personally. Yeah. For Nick, not that if it happened to someone else, it would be different. No, but, but because this everybody guy, loves him. He is one of the most beloved athletes we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He deserves. To, to win something of, of value, he deserves to stand on a Super Bowl stage and have confetti fall on his head. Yeah. And, and now, said before, the, the worst is thought is him that's going his in, last touch as a Brown. Oh, that makes me. That's if the that worst. happens, which is might very well, that, that's just uh, the worst. I don't know. I like Nick Chubb is one of those guys. They've told him he was done before, yeah. and he found a way to come back from that. And I, I think, know, but I this think one the, is different. But it, this the, age? I, the thing about Nick Chubb is that he's, he's going to at least try he gonna go. He gonna attack. I know he gonna try harder to get yeah, back. He the only try. guy we've seen come back like right away. Because remember, most guys that blow out their Willis knee, McGahee. it takes a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. But in, in most guys, including McGahee, it takes a couple of years Peterson to come back. Came back in eight Peterson's the yeah, only guy yeah. that came yeah. back quick. I now he's that caliber of player in an. You know what? It's 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 positive that you said that because. Nick Chubb and Adrian Peterson are similar yeah. in their Absolutely. in their natural physiques and their, their ridiculous strength, their greatness. Yeah. On the Kevin Stefanski thing, like you said, sample size. I, yeah. I, I don't know who shared this. I had seen it before, um, and I meant to bookmark it when I went back to look for it. I couldn't find it, but Mike sent it to the group this morning, and I'll read it. The Browns are one in twenty-three under Kevin Stefanski in games they trailed by four plus points in the fourth quarter. That's since since he's become the head coach. Since his first season in 2020, that's the second worst winning percentage, which is .42. He's only won 4% of the games in which he's trailed by four points or more in the fourth quarter. Um, the only team that's worse over that stretch is the Panthers, who have never done it. They haven't come back in that stretch their own. Through. And oddly, Baker is so part Bull, of both I, of those. So, when I say, I know, <laughs> when I say, Bull, yeah. like you said, well, that's kind of a small sample size. There is, there's one common thread through all the quarterbacks. It's the guy who's called all the plays during that stretch. Well, very but let true. me say this. It's very true. If you want to, listen, I'm not, I'm Kevin Stefanski. And I'm not advocating firing yeah, Kevin, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski can't be immune to criticism. No. That's fair. However... <laughs> the fact that a week ago everybody was loving Kevin Stefanski, and now one week later we're like, he can't be the offensive coordinator. I Bull, think that's too much Bull, of an that's why what, Those so, stats were there before, la- before look, this game, too. I had mentioned last week, and I asked it to the panel, yeah. because I don't have an answer for it. And people I talk to don't have an answer for it. How do you explain that against one of the yardstick teams in the conference, not the division, in the conference, he's what, 6-1? and one? What is his record against Cincinnati? I think it's six and one. <laughs> He's much better against Cincinnati. And then against the rest of the league, against everybody else, it's, it's like seven they, games it's under fav- five hundred. It's a favorable matchup. I tell I you what. No, I don't know that that's it. But I mean, the, maybe it is. But well, the one interesting thing about the Browns and the Kevin Stefanski thing is this: is that as as a defense, okay, you you switched your defensive coordinator in the off season, and that defense went from. One of the worst defenses to looking like one of the best. Could you do that with a switch at offensive coordinator? Yes, but the thing is, how is it that Jim Schwartz have that much of an impact that he could take a group of guys and flip them? Well, they and did add a lot of guys. They did. Guys. They added and a lot of D line. Yeah. Out. 
If he was doing it with the same so, crew, but the offense, I would say the guys who did. Did the offense not add some pieces? They got a whole new receiving core. Here's the problem with the offense because this hasn't changed. So the constant that in left tackle is yeah, that's <laughs> one of them. But the constant is. in your experiment is it's the same guy drawing up and calling the plays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, so I, I still don't believe that the drawing of the plays is the biggest problem. It's the execution. Has, that has been the issue. But haven't you seen a lack of creativity? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to me, when I look at the offense, I'm like, the where's first, the, the first game, I thought he was very creative. I just thought the weather was bad and he missed some throws. But I thought as far as drawing people and scheming people open, they was open. Jay, what creative? You guys all complained balls. about the fourth and one option play, which I oh, I, I was like. terrible. I hated that was that was terrible. Like, what, what I hated more than not that doing creatively. So what, what, what I hated more than that was the three it's third passes. And one, <laughs> yeah, and you need a yard, and Chubb was still in the game at that point. Like, why? Why he you come out for second and third down? I know he did. Yeah, which, I think he was a little gassed, again, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but what I don't understand is why we always try to outthink everybody. On third and fourth and one with Nick Chubb, and I do, I do know that he did come out of the game. Yeah. I just don't get why you're trying to dazzle and well, razzle and fool the, end, the room. They got the first down and they Watson did, fumbled. They did get the yeah, first down yeah, but the, and Watson fumbled. Yeah. But by the way, he barely got the first down. <laughs> what I'm saying is if I have those pieces and I know what the situation is, it's third and one. I don't need to think. I don't need to do this. Well, but wait, it's, it's something, I don't need any of that. I'm like, the, I got Nick Chubb. Give him the ball. You've said he's not creative enough, and then he's trying to be too smart. Well, what is it? No, that, those those are counterintuitive. Bull, on third and one and fourth and one, creativity so, doesn't come yeah. into play. So I'll, run it up their throat. <laughs> what I said, so, what, do so you what, do you have the confidence so, in your players? That mean, that's, that's what I you if you got to think about it like this. If in I got, 24, if, I trust. If, if I got some dogs, okay, if I got some dogs on the offensive line and my running back is a dog and I trust them, I I don't care if the whole team know what we doing. They probably do know. You Listen, should still get that third one way up. If he runs Nick Chubb, Chubb 95 times on third and one, but doesn't do it five times, what? You think Derrick Henry on third and one gets the ball every time? Well, no. I also gave another time. example when they took over on the 19-yard line. Yeah. And at that point, Nick had four carries for over okay. 20 yards. So he's averaging five. Yeah. He didn't touch the ball. They threw it, threw it, threw it. That's one field series. Goal. So what? No. Now the other series is the third one and fourth and one. There's a lot of examples. There's examples. But they got the, the first down on the fourth and one. I don't know what to tell you. Technically, Bull, they got to be fumbled. Technically, how's that Stefanski's fault? Well, what a it's thing. not even well, that the play okay, works so. or doesn't. That's the, in that case, we have the benefit of the results to make our argument. <laughs> right. In the moment, I'm saying don't get cute here. Question, question. You know what to but do. You also said you're not creative. So question you don't want to be you. cute or creative. Not on third and one. On third and one, I don't want you. Wait a minute. Just run up the middle on third. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. With Nick Chubb, yes. Let me ask you I a do. question. Yeah. So you said that he got the first down on yeah. the fourth and one. Yeah. Question. Why not just run a quarterback sneak? I know. Maybe why? Just, <laughs> may, may all the whining last year from some people on this panel about Jacoby Brissett coming in the fourth ooh, and one. Ooh. May, maybe Deshaun Watson <laughs> can't run a quarterback sneak. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, I, I find it. I don't. Maybe Deshaun Watson switched to that play. He has a lot of flexibility in the huddle there. Well, that's you a know, bad so every job time people call here. about. <laughs> you are every time people talk about. Listen, anybody criticizing the play calling to me is completely lost. You don't know what the play was called. I like, agree with that. Well, now wait a minute. You I don't know what the play that. is called. No, but we did. We don't know what the play call was, but yeah. we can watch if he checks out of a play. He didn't check out of that play. I don't remember. Well, you I tend to remember <laughs> when a quarterback checks out because you hear the call and everybody's like, "Oh wow, he just changed the play." 
I don't remember that happening on that play. There, we is. Can't you have a silent change of play? No, everybody's got to hear it. No, everybody's got to hear it. Now, now, sometimes yeah. when two plays are called in the huddle, they can, right? they can one. Yeah, that, that's it. And you, and you can do that with a gesture, a hand right, motion. That's what I'm saying. But I didn't see anything. I, don't I and I, t- I typically so, remember when so you were looking that closely at it. Well, so, well no, I, I can yeah. honestly say I don't remember him. Not but checking even out. Still, you're talking but I remember. I tend to remember when guys check out a play. Even if you're right about that play, that's one play. Like people complain about every time the Browns lose, and yeah. this probably happens with every other fan base too. I'm just not paying attention to any other fan bases right now. But every time the Browns lose, there's this song and dance about the play calling. Every time they win and nobody mentions it. We got to see. I got to see. Complaining about their play calling too, and you know why they're not complaining as much this morning? They got the win. No, they're still (laughs) their play. They they should. By the way, (laughs) what an indictment that that offense was part of the winning team last night. They were absolutely awful. My main point, Jay, though, is we blame the coaches too much. The players play. We've spent all this time talking about Kevin Stefanski. Deshaun Watson is by far the main reason they lost that game. One thousand percent. He's not off the hook here either. Yeah. I just happened to make a comment got, about the coach. I got to see it from the all twenty-two. I haven't begun yet. I'm a quarterback. We got to watch it from the all twenty-two angle because I need to see if these receivers was open or not. Right? Like I get that. Yeah. No. Sometimes you can't. You know. You can't I, see it from a TV. Can you you got to see it from Amazon the Amazon game on Thursday. By the way, yeah. I meant to bring this up Friday, and I don't think I did. Did you watch the channel? They have a dedicated channel now to the All-22. I did not see that. Really? And please check it oh, out I Thursday night. Watch that. So not only that, they have all of the stats buried into the, all, all the players that are wearing tra- uh, tra- trackable equipment. Oh, you can see their, their miles shows, per hour. It shows everything. It's giving you real-time oh, analytics. I like that. I like that. that telemetry, nice. basically. It's a really interesting watch. Now, I will say, it's hard to watch the whole game Do they that have way. announcers or no? It's the same audio feed oh, as okay. so you still hear Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. So when you hit Amazon and you go to their load page, there's three options. One is the live regular broadcast that we're used to. Mm-hmm. The middle one is Spanish broadcast. And the one on the far right is their uh, analytics broadcast. It's all 22. I give that and I can't wait to watch a Browns game I that way because you're right. That. What I learned from watching a full game like that live. Yeah. You can see so much better who's open and oh, what yeah. the decision that's how needs to That's how, how that looks. Like, the All-22 is exactly how when you're a player and you're watching tape, that's the copy that's that you get. Yeah. It's that exact copy. And it opens so you can up see, everything. You can see everybody yeah. see exactly what everybody was doing. Now, and I, I need know. to see from Maybe the receivers. Maybe they weren't open. Maybe I was saying, I don't know. know. What is with Elijah Moore not being able to put his, get his feet I don't down? know. Like, I don't know. That's a skill. That, right? I mean, that's a skill on the sideline is to it be is. able to drag your feet. And he, he's got to be better at that. But it felt like almost every throw that Watson made to the sidelines was bad throw. He did have a couple of key third down conversions when they were really, really deep, when they were in jail. So there were a couple of possessions that they started inside the 10 that went to a third and long. And yeah. twice he made dart throws to right. the right receiver that really wasn't even open. One of them was Amari Cooper. He went up on the sideline and came down with a great catch. Yeah. Another one was the uh, out-of-bounds play on Moore. I thought it right. was a completion. He didn't get both feet in. Yeah. I, and that was what, that's what's frustrating for me with Watson. I saw him make throws yesterday that I was absolutely saying that there's Deshaun Houston. Well, consistency there's, there's, is always the, that's that's the, the problem. That's the that's thing the in problem. this league. The it, game it, is it, happening 
too fast. Here's the problem for him right now. Every every quarterback, no matter how bad, can make a few good throws, right? Kenny Pickett made two or three nice throws. He did that throw for the touchdown. That long touchdown was a nice throw. It's your consistency. Zach Wilson, as bad as any quarterback as we've seen, made a two or three really nice throws. The yeah. good quarterbacks, like almost all their throws are good throws, even if they don't, even if they're not completed. The show, I, go ahead on Deshaun Watson because you really haven't talked about him yet. I, I'm, I think Mike Watson. Mike, yeah, Mike. He's well, if we're going to get into Deshaun Watson, let me set it up with a fast read first. And okay. If you guys need some athletic or leisure wear this fall, check out Bird Dogs. It is the place to be for all your sweatpants, joggers, shorts, whatever you need. Check them out at birddogs.com. We can get into the Watson talk. We'll get back to Nick Chubb in a little bit. We'll get back to the defense. We'll talk about everything else that happened last night. But Deshaun Watson is something we have to touch on. We spoke on the pregame last night, myself, Earl, and G, that there's really no way to sugarcoat it. Deshaun Watson wasn't very good last night, and these are the moments that you would hope a quarterback who is of the stature of Deshaun Watson would come through in. Last night, he didn't, and it started It's not just last night, Mike. And let me, let me correct something that I've he- heard a lot of people say in the last 24 hours. Deshaun Watson's just been average. He's just been average. He's not good enough. No. Yeah, Deshaun Watson hasn't average. even been average. He ain't average. Well, I'll, give you, I'll give you one <laughs> metric. that it's, I don't, And I don't really love this. It's like the win-loss record for pitchers. You're like, it tells you something. It doesn't tell you everything. But on the QBR, going back to his first 16. start last week, we, we now have nine games. In the tank for him. Oh, no, I'm sorry, eight, eight games. Yeah. We have half a season, essentially. Yeah. If you go back to that mark and you look at all the quarterbacks that have played in that time, his yeah. his QBR is 26th in the league. Wait a minute. Out of what, 30? His QBR uh, last night. They're more than 30 because there are a lot of quarterbacks that played maybe three games but didn't okay. play all of them. Yeah, I mean, it's awful. He's been awful. God, that's, that's, just this, that's just this season. No, that's just. What I did is I I'm talking about that game right there. 16.5. Well, guys, here's here's. Now the, the the pick six to start the game and tell me that you that's just, not his fault. Oh, no, come on. that's it, not it, his it's fault. It's not a good throw, Ty. That's not his fault. Ty, he not, that was not a you good throw. The, we gotta know, call that play off on Ty Board. Jay, you know the rules. I know of a receiver. the receiver should have caught do the that. ball. Don't however, do that. That's however, not his fault. Well, we're gonna show it. That's not his fault. Look where he threw it. That's not his fault. It's not a good pass. It's not a great pass, but he still got it. He had two hands on that ball. You gotta catch. Was it a good throw? Not a great throw at no, all. No, it wasn't. Not a great throw at all. It's on both of them, but here's the facts. The ball went indirectly from Deshaun Watson's hands to the Steelers' end zone He should have put, put that ball right on his outside number. Should have. That's throw. where it was that supposed was to be, throw. right on his outside. As soon as he turned, it should have been right on his uh, outside Put that number. stat up again that you just is, had before is that. Is David Njoku still on the team? Uh, man, you see Yeah, he, we he, saw him fumble. That's what we saw him do. He, he do a Look at this. Quarterback off-target rate. <laughs> through two games. That's that's terrible. He's the worst in the league right now. And it's not even close. There's four percentage points between he and Love. And I, I got to tell you guys. And by the way, let's let's before we even talk about that, think about the, the four guys ahead of him. Rookie, rookie, second year. Uh, first year starter. And Love. And first year starter in Love. Yeah. Who's barely played. So collectively, those guys, those guys have started less than one full season in the NFL. Uh, yes, that's correct. Or about a full season because Pickett played like eight, nine games. Whatever. Right, but then you throw in Love. Yeah. He started two, and the yeah. rookies have started two. Right. It's so about a that's season 14 worth of games. games. Uh, just under a season worth of games. And Deshaun Watson is at the bottom of the pile. Here's really the question that I yeah. have, because this ultimately is the only thing that matters. He's the Browns quarterback. That's, that's it. it. That's There's no quarterback it. controversy. No. I had people texting me this morning, do we see DTR? Stop it. <laughs> no. Stop it. <laughs> 
Now, now you know what? Nah, Ironically funny. enough, yeah, that's funny. When I, I I replied to one of my buddies, no, we're, it's not even close to that. He said, well, did you read Florio? And I didn't, but he he responded that Florio wrote a column that he that Deshaun could be looking at a one game suspension for pushing the the official. Right. So. <laughs> Browns fans might get their wish. Those that want DTR. I, but I heard I, someone tweeted. Someone tweeted at me and said, "We finally got one right in the draft with DTR, and we have to play Watson." Listen, listen, y'all. This is absurd. People are out of pocket. Right? A- <laughs> someone else that made a good point said, so "Maybe this is Brady 2.0." Because remember, when Brady came in for the Patriots. It was, he was coming in for Drew Bledsoe. You know who's Brady. Drew Bledsoe, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory is right, yeah. Bledsoe had just signed the first $100 million contract. Yeah. So he was what Deshaun Watson there, is now. Listen. It was unthinkable that you would bring a rookie yeah. in to replace Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl that year, and Drew Bledsoe never yeah. got his job back. Well, it's only it's only. Now, I'm not, one. I'm not saying that's going to happen Brady? here. Brock so, Purdy? It, Brock Purdy is the closest to, to Tom Brady's story right? as far as the storyline goes yeah, yeah, yeah. that we have in but the NFL. Getting, oh, without question. Yeah, getting so. back to reality, the Browns are stuck. They're stuck. They are stuck. Who does not turn it? This is... And this is why, like, last night I was overreactionary. I always blame people for being overreactionary. I'm going to call myself out for being overreactionary. <laughs> I immediately tweeted, let's call the Colts for Jonathan Taylor. And then, that. well, listen, I even this morning, I'm okay with doing that. But when I thought about So are you okay? I mean, if you yeah, try, what, I thought what about are you giving up? What do we have to listen, give up is the question. I used to, be, I used to try to be fiscally responsible, and yeah. I would say, guys, you're writing all these checks. You're going to have to pay the pipe. But they're not going G- to. And, and Bull talked me into, well, there's always ways out of it. Now, That's I know right. eventually you're going to pay the Pipers. <laughs> yes. And eventually this team is. But here's the deal. You're playing poker and you're 85% in. No, they got That's they, not all in. No, they all in. No, no, they're not. Because they don't have a game-changing he, running back. Here's right why now. I changed my mind. They ain't got a game-changing left tackle right now. <laughs> here's why I changed my mind. <laughs> and they don't fall out of trees. I changed my mind this morning because the bottom line is, if Deshaun Watson keeps playing like this, it's irrelevant who their running back is. I, I should show you my text chain with my yeah. buddy. I yeah. said exactly the same thing. Irrelevant. As much as I want. And you know what? After watching Deshaun Watson the whole game last night, particularly in the fourth quarter, watching yeah. him just melt down and look like a deer in headlights, I changed my mind from thinking, we got to get Jonathan Taylor. Right. To, well, if that if that's number four now, and that's who he is. Guys, I'm sorry. I don't remember the number four in, in Houston. That, that guy doesn't exist to me now. Mm. It's too far removed. Proven otherwise. It's too far removed, and now yeah. I have a half season to judge him on. Yeah, and I, based on that, this team's going nowhere with number four. No, no matter how good the defense. No matter if Jonathan Taylor good. comes down. No. No matter if Orlando Pace can magically be recreated as a twenty-three-year-old and come in at left tackle, you're not winning with that, with him at quarterback. I don't know because he. We say all that he was. He's under duress. Like in the pocket. But here's the thing: we, don't do, don't, like, don't act like he just standing Sometimes. back there. See, he's like, you know why? Because we're now one dimensional. Like, like he, the tackle, they, they not, the line ain't doing him no favors. Like, like, like we gotta be a little bit fair about this. Like, right. okay, he is on the move, avoiding sacks and still trying but to get Tyvis, the ball. Like, that's a lie. That's a lie. Tyvis, you know this better than anybody. Good quarterbacks make up for bad offensive lines. They do. Patty Mahomes Especially did one that can Joe run. Joe Burrow did. Mahomes has done it. Burrow's done it his whole career. Ball, Deshaun ball, ball, Watson did it in Houston. They had the work. He got sacked a million times. He still put up huge numbers in Houston. That's what I was going to say. That's not an excuse. That's what I was going to say. In Houston, that 2020 year, he led the league in sacks taken. 
Who? While throwing Deshaun Watson. While throwing I think he led the league yards. in sacks his entire time in Houston. <laughs> you know, I wonder. I he got sacked a million times there. Uh, on the number of completions, or excuse me, attempts in the 2020 season, where did Deshaun Watson rank? Give me a sec. Okay. Because I, I went to look that up yesterday because we had a conversation yesterday about his numbers. And sometimes numbers can be fool's gold, especially when you're leading a 4-12 and team. A lot of times, those games yeah, are blowouts. Like he didn't put up huge numbers the two years before that. Not as big as 2020, though. 2020 was his year. He was 10th in attempts. Okay. That's telling to me that he was in the upper half. Was Bill O'Brien yeah, but you probably thought it was higher I think Bill O'Brien was the coach then, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. I wonder how many. Did, was he down? Was he throwing down the field, or was these, like, like screens and, like, over and drag? Well. Because that makes a difference. He led too. the league in yards per completion. Oh, okay. See what I've what I've maintained, and I have no evidence because I didn't go back and look at any of those box scores, mm-hmm. any of those play-by-play sheets. I just know that typically when a team is four and twelve, they're not very good, and they're typically losing those games. And what do you do when you're losing in the fourth quarter? Throwing the ball. And what does the defense do when they've got a big enough lead in the fourth quarter? What are they doing? They're staying on top of everything. A lot, nothing behind us. Right. So a lot of that. That's why. That's why I was asking. He like, earned those yards. Yeah. But in terms of, and you hear it all the time. Oh, my guy got a lot of cheap stats yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't just pick one guy no, out for that. I can't. I can't. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Bull, and I think you're going to agree with me. God, I hope you do. Because to me, here, this Jay. is a no-brainer. Those numbers are on their own yeah. are very impressive. Very impressive. The number of touchdowns, the number of yards, his completion percentage was incredible. Obviously, we know in the fourth quarter, teams are giving you the underneath stuff. You better complete those passes. But take those same numbers and attribute them to a team that's 12 and 4. Now you're saying he's the reason they're 12 and 4. And the numbers do look different True. for a 12 and but 4. But the 12 and 4 team probably also has better talent around them than that Houston team did. And, and they I should. Listen, I agree with you to some yeah. degree without looking at every game individually. Right. But while his numbers the two full years before that when they went to the playoffs weren't quite as good as that year. They were good. They were close. Wait, they were good. <laughs> yeah. He I was Clemson Deshaun when he was in Houston. Yes. Let me ask well, you. But we have not seen that guy this here This Deshaun me, not once. has me, been a new and I, being. I, I spoke to somebody that played the game who I, I trust and know well. Right. Who's a Browns fan. Okay. And he said to me, I, he said to me this morning, I am petrified that he is just that he's Tiger Woods. That Tiger he's a Woods front runner. Per, no, that Tiger Woods' personal life got ruined. Oh, and he was never the same. That's and, interesting. And he was never the same. And I'm worried. Tiger about did this. have some significant injuries too. He did. He, he that, did certainly, which made it even more complicated. But Watson ha- has had injuries in his career. Not and Bull. Uh, I, that he's. I haven't thought that. Worried that he's mentally he, done. He's mentally. He, he will never get his confidence back completely to where it was. Yeah, and, and I hope fact, he's wrong. The fact you, that those it, dollars are guaranteed, too, yeah. gives him the biggest safety net in the world. Now, I don't think anybody wants to lose. No, he's, and he's, he's just, prideful. And he, he needs. He's not he sucking on purpose. He needs one big 300-yard game. If, that, if, yeah. if he gets that, he needs to see what that feels like I need like more than again. one because no, I'm saying, I'm saying, No, I'm saying the one the one would be like, all right, I still am good. And I still can do And maybe he'll get this. his swagger and, yeah. back. You know, it's funny. I, when I watch Well, he ain't got no choice. They got, they got no, no choice but to do and, that and now. You know what? So. All eyes on four. That's the mantra for the rest of the season. He's got to carry the team. All the eyes on the offense. We know the defense is – 
Yeah. Out of this world. And, and they are. <laughs> are they the top, best defense in the NFL? No. They are a top-ranked defense. They've got the pieces. I think they, Jay, they get after it. Jay. At worst, they're going to be a top-10 defense. I agree with that. This I, my, my hope for them is, yeah. and, my, and my expectation is, they're going to be a top-5. But, yeah. but this is it But at worst, me. I this think will, this will, this will, this will humor you. The next 15 games of the season, yeah. all eyes on That's four. it. This, about this it. right here will humor you. Remember, remember, like, it was about two or three months, maybe two or three months ago, uh-huh. we sat here and the question was, <laughs> should the Browns get D-Hop? And people was like, no, our receiving core is you good enough. You wish you had enough. him now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, my God. I, I wasn't one of those and people. D-Hop, I it's not him. like D-Hop having a great season with Tennessee. You, talk, man. you changed my mind on something. You said, <laughs> I don't want any wide receiver over 30. And you made a strong case because I've always been open to that. But then you started saying, go look at all the greats. Now, there are 31 exceptions, was of course. 31, 31 was your was line. Age, yeah. Well, he's over 31. I thought he was still 30 this year, no? I don't think so. In general, I don't like older receivers. I know. But when we had the opportunity, there I There are exceptions yeah. to the rule. There always are. And I don't know that D-Hop can even, could have saved what we're looking at. I mean. To, to your point, before we get to the fact that Deshaun Watson is broken, the offensive line, and Jason has been saying this, after the first <laughs> game, when we were like, hey, Jones was okay. Now, he got eviscerated <laughs> last night. Holding penalties, false starts, flat getting smoked by one of the greatest players in the game today. But I have, <laughs> Jason said, guys, tackle's going to be a big problem. Even though he was saying that the left tackle's average. Yeah. He's not. You're right. He's below average. But <laughs> I heard I heard someone say on the, uh, on it was either uh, ESPN or NFL Network this morning, maybe they should think about switching the two. And no. putting Wills back to his natural right tackle. You can't do that. And try. <laughs> you cannot. Has the, wasn't DeWan the left tackle? No, he was no, a right, he was right tackle. tackle. No. You don't have a yeah. true Not left tackle no, on this team. <laughs> and boy, doesn't it show. No, yeah. yeah I mean, Jay, it's a I problem. got your numbers, by the way. What number? Yes, about Deshaun Watson splits from the 2020 season? Yes. Well, guess what? This stat is brought to you by the YouTube chat today. And if you are in the YouTube chat, one of the many people out there watching, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. It helps us. Go a long way on the YouTube algorithm. So, according to Pro Football Reference, here are Deshaun Watson splits from that 2020 season. One of these stands out, and it's not what I expected. When the Texans were leading in 2020, yeah, Deshaun Watson threw for 963 yards, seven touchdowns, three interceptions. In a tie game, you've got to give us context. For yeah, that, Mike, we don't know the if reason that's, or not. I, I have they I weren't have, leading much. I have three tiers here. Give me a second. Okay. I'll get into okay. It. You can't just judge a book by the first page, boy. You got to let me get into it. Read the book. When they were tied, he did not throw a single touchdown. Only threw one interception. They were barely tied. Only threw seventy passes in tied situations. Really? Wait, is this in Houston? You talking? This is in twenty twenty. That whole season. The whole. When they were trailing. That's almost. Which once again, they were trailing a lot. They went four and twelve. Right. He attempted three hundred sixty-seven passes, threw for three thousand four hundred forty-five yards, twenty-six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Which is what you'd expect. So they were down. So they were down most of the. I mean, right. But again, so there's what, a big difference between down three, down seven, sure. and down seventeen. Yeah, down absolutely. How many games that season did they lose by more than one score? Well, here's what we're getting to next. Yeah. This is the final outcome of the game. So unless I go through play by play, you can't get into. Everything. No, I know, and that's the only way we're going to find out if this is right, right, right. There's anything but this to is this the closest we can get to okay. with a quick search. So in games that ended in one-score games, so between one and seven points, right? 
Deshaun Watson threw for 2,790 yards, 19 touchdowns. Okay. How many games. games was that, though? Yeah, how many? Nine games. One okay. score game. That's so half a season. 75% of their losses. Now, that could be garbage time <laughs> scores late that make it a one score You're game. You're right. We don't know. We don't, don't know. know really. So, this is right. Yeah. Again. It's going to take a deep dive perfect. into the play by play right. sheets to this figure right. out because he, but it gives he might have thrown contact. 80 yards and a touchdown on the last drive that made a 14 point game a seven point exactly. game. Exactly. So, once meaning. again, exactly. not, not perfect, yeah. but when you look at it, this gives you a little bit of context what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. In eight to 14 point games, there's only two of them uh, three touchdowns, one interception. In games that ended. By more than 15, uh, 14 points, so 15 or higher, he threw for 1,780 yards, oh. 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. So in games where it wasn't close How at all. How many did they lose by more than 15? <laughs> uh, five games. Wow. Yeah, that's Okay, now that is gleaning. I can take something out of that. So. Because in those situations, you, you know that a team will go into a prevent if it's a two-score game. Yeah. If it's a two-touchdown game, stay on top. Don't take get, take your pick. Yeah. To really what do you get want? the full, we'd have to all, uh, do a massive deep. dive. I know. I still think we need more context. But there is something to that number. In in the five losses by more than fifteen points, he threw for two thirds of his yards. No, right. no. The majority of his yards came in the nine games that were one-score games. What, what was the I mean, number? That's more games, though. Yeah, there's nine of them. Uh, wait, there is a, I can see if there's a per yard or per game. Uh, We'd have to look at the play-by-play. Okay, so in the, in the one-score games, he threw average 310 yards. In the 15 or more, he threw for 297. So. Oh, yeah. so, he, so he actually threw more yards per game in the close games. Yes. Okay. That tells me something, too. I, it's yeah. surprising that that's and the And, again, case. even the blowout games. Like, maybe they were close at halftime, and he did nothing at halftime. Right. And then once it was a blowout, he played great or vice versa. Yeah. You know, we don't know. We, we, you'd almost have to bet a fan or a reporter and watch right. every single play that season to tell you of that the context, big number. Yeah, the deeper like, context. W- was that – because there are two different kinds of 4,800 yards. Yeah. I think in the yeah. end – it's fair to say he was he was an excellent quarterback overall in Houston. Played and he's been an awful quarterback overall so far in Cleveland. Yeah, that's not indisputable. As every week goes by, it's gonna get harder to believe he's gonna turn it around. But Can I'm, he not, I'm not there yet. Can he? You you've Your been in pro sports locker rooms. No, no. Can he turn it around? This is the thing. This isn't a bad game. This is the thing. This is a bad half season. It's all, it's been two games. No, 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 it's been eight. <laughs> This, I'm judging this, him. Look, this season. like Bull always says, if you're on the field, there are no excuses. <laughs> this season. No, because... Does he look different this season than last? No. He looks exactly the same to me. This, what I, <laughs> I would have ignored last season if he had played well. See, and year. I was never willing to ignore No, but if season. he had played... If he had been great this year, yes. you would have forgotten about it. I would absolutely have forgotten it away. about it. But, I would, and you know what? But if he... He can make me forget about it. That's right. It's but he's got to be as good biggest, as he has been bad. That's right. The biggest problem with Deshaun Watson <clears throat> is consistency. Because over his eight games as a Brown, whether it's been good, bad, or indifference, it still has been something in those games where you was like... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day. It's still there. He well, get, it's like still Paul there. Said, though, I got you it. saw that with Baker Mayfield. Right. And what's the problem? Consistency. What are the great? Right. What are the best quarterbacks? Are they're consistent? They're going to consistently be good. It's like golf. he has to find out how they need to find him. He needs to find a way to be consistent because he got the confidence of his teammates. He got the confidence of his coaches. I've seen him in practice. It looks unbelievable in practice. Ugh. Some well, I read. Come on, you know that doesn't. We're I know about practice. I know. But what I'm saying is, I've seen him deliver this football, so I know he has the ability to deliver this football. So is it mental? Do you? Why isn't he doing it in the game? That's the problem. Is and it I, mental? It could be mental. Question. It could yeah. be mental. Man. Listen, <laughs> Bull's point from or your sources' point yeah. that he's petrified that he's Tiger Woods. I never really thought that it's before. A, it's a real thing. But I I'm mean, thinking it now. Maybe he will never get over that. This. The off the field yeah. has destroyed his confidence. Do you remember what they made Tiger Woods do? I, I was working at ESPN, and his news conference was going to be in the window of my, the sports center that I was hosting. Yeah. Or the, it was actually first take. And they, they said to us, you're going to take the whole news conference. And I said, why? Sports center's going to run it. I mean, what? the whole idea here of ESPN and ESPN2 is – you can put on multiple shows at the same time. Right. It's news and information, and that's Sports Center. First take is opinion. Well, yeah, but you guys certainly are going to discuss afterwards what we've seen, so we're going to put it on. And I just remember, I don't ever think I felt more gross as a member of the media than I did that day. Mm-hmm. Because here's what they made that man do. Over something that was private and personal. And his sponsors were largely behind it, and his agent. They waltzed that man out in front of hundreds of media members. And the networks carried it live, and ESPN carried it live, and ESPN2 carried it live. And they made that man grovel about his worst personal decision of his life. And I remember in the moment thinking, can you imagine having to do that? Mm. Now I know he's Tiger Woods, and there are expectations. Yeah. And he didn't have that. to, right? He, you know, he could have said no. He initially said absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> but the cry from the mob that is the media got so loud that his sponsors said, "You got to do this, Tiger." Right. And then you know what his sponsors yeah. did after he did it? Dropped they dumped them. Dropped them. Yeah. Right. Instantly, Nike, all of them were done. So imagine after making the worst personal decision of your life that literally was the tadpole that made your ball of life come unraveled, you have to stand in front of hundreds of cameras and repent and say, I made an awful decision. I cheated on my wife. There was a physical altercation. I wrecked my car. I was using prescription drugs at the time and wasn't of the sound mind. And he answered questions. And I remember in the moment thinking, this is the grossest thing I've ever watched. Why is it that we, we, we have to have that satisfaction as consumers that we have to see this man fall on his sword in public? And he was never the same guy, ever. If you look at his stats pre that day and yeah. post that day, you're talking about two different people. Right, right. And, and what Deshaun Watson was put through wasn't Tiger Woods, but it wasn't far off. No, and now again, you were right. Tiger had some injuries, and it, also Tiger was was older and further sure. along in his career than Watson. But he was still like thirty, but and the, for a I, golfer, that's he's a yeah, young man. And, and, but the mental—you you never know. <coughs> talk about 
physical and, and what we see on the field, you never know what's in the guy's head. Ty, would you, would you agree with this? Because I have a lot of pro athletes tell me the most important muscle in the body when you're playing professional sports is the, is the brain. That's a fact. I've always been told, as, as definitively as you answer that, that question, is a everybody fact. that I've ever talked to that has played pro sports has told me this. Man, I've played with guys that were Hall of Fame talent. Hall of Fame talent. But had a nickel upstairs. I swear that's the truth. And it man. washed him right out of the I game because that, that, that is, is what truth. makes the difference. You got to be, listen. And Tiger lost that. You got to be And has dog, Deshaun man. lost that. I, I Give hope, me an example of something. I, that, I hope not. I hope not. I'll give you an example of myself. I was, you know, this confident guy that I am today, I never was always that guy. You know that? I was never that guy. If like, I may psychoanalyze <laughs> you for a second, because I'm, I'm very similar. Yeah. I'm not, not to the point that you are, but I believe in myself way more than anybody I, should believe but in But never like. But I also will say this, and I'll admit this. There's a part of me, not so much now, but particularly when I was younger, in both athletics and in this career, there was a piece of me that was insecure. Yeah. And the way I hid that was saying, was being you. No, no, honestly, I never did that. I, I, I just was never, I was not as confident in myself as I am today. Like, I, I was always Did you always ever have very, an insecurity yeah. in your ability? Yeah. Okay, I did you try did to convince yourself that you were not an imposter, that you belonged, by saying it out loud in front of other people? No. Because I did. No, I didn't do that. I did. I didn't say, I, I just told myself, like, you got, you're here for a reason. Like, and then I would have, over the course of my, my play, you know, always be other people that would be like, man, that's really good. Like, you are good. So then I started thinking, man, maybe I am pretty good. Because a lot of the times. You started like, buying your own hype. Yeah, I, I was like, man, maybe, <laughs> maybe I am, you know. So then it took, like, exactly. it took towards the end of my career where I was like, you know what? I am like that. Like, I am that good. And it just bled into who I am today. Did you ever see or play with someone who had a personal event mm -hmm. in their life mm -hmm. that mentally they just couldn't overcome that? That hurdle was too much to cross? A lot of them that I've seen bounce back. A lot of them bounce back. I can't really recall somebody who, who didn't bounce back because and the thing with the Deshaun Watson thing is that yeah he had he had one of the biggest things going on in the world I mean it took it was everywhere and he could never avoid it I mean his family went through it for him because of him it and, was close to Tiger Woods yeah it really was but as a person and as a competitor and as a guy you 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 got to find a way to try to get over it because for the rest of your life if you don't do nothing in football ever again if you that's continue to like that's what they're going to say about you right yeah. if he doesn't like, turn his, that yeah, his career saying. back on track like ben roffler ben roethlisberger at least won super bowls and like right. people it's stuff that people are like all right you know it kind of got washed away right. a little bit his his when last his last game they was talking about him like he was the greatest oh, and man like he in never the world. did anything wrong. exactly so so he can make people forget you know what i'm saying the only so way to do it now is with his play and on top of that the best part about it is you got you got a team that believes in you that gives you all the support in the do world do they still do you think yeah, yeah they do they have no choice. <laughs> you got teammates that sit there and cheer you on and believe you. Every time I hear 
this whole preseason, every time I got sound for the Browns radio network, it'd be four is like that. Oh, wait till y'all see four. Four really a dog. Where is he? Well, so, I'd like to see So that's what I'm saying. Dog. So it's like you got all these people that you've already shown it, that you still got it. You got all these people that believe in you. got a coaching staff that's riding on you. Like if your my job depends on you. This whole organization, this whole roster, this whole coaching staff is dependent on you. And you got to find a way to make it work. Or if you don't, it's over. Hold on, guys. It's let, over. Let, Go ahead, Paul. Let's hope he holds uh, – he can handle that pressure. But I know Mike's got to get something in here. Yeah, we Go got ahead. a couple more reads. We can see all the super chats you guys have sent. We will get to those at the end of the show. We have at least like 10 to 15. We will do that the last 15 okay. minutes of the show. We'll get all your super chats in. Tomorrow night where there will be another edition of Behind the Glass, myself, Earl Anthony, talking about the Browns. And we'll look ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll try to ignore what happened mm-hmm. last night. We'll look ahead to the Titans game, which we'll also focus and cover here the rest I mean, of the week Titans on Behind the sticks. Glass. The Titans come out <laughs> on this Sunday for week three. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.